Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Next Generation. I'm your host, Jenna Norman, and I'm coming to you from upstate New York. Um, I'm doing my podcast early Saturday morning because it's supposed to be gorgeous this weekend here in New York. Um, For most of you, the weather we're going to have is probably not gorgeous, but for upstate New Yorkers, um, 40 degrees and sunny is... uh, unheard of this time of year. So I'm going to take full advantage and get outside and enjoy the sunshine. Um, So I hope you guys all do too. I hope you're having a great weekend. Um, This is my 20th episode. Um, That's pretty crazy to me. I still have no idea what I'm doing. Um, I just hit record and get on here and talk. Really have no clue what I'm doing, but it's fun and I'm having a good time. And I like to feel like I'm doing my part and getting information out to people who listen to me because the mainstream media is not going to do that. And unless you're plugged in, um, like in the Twitter world, there's a lot of stuff. Um, I've noticed there's a lot of stuff that like people I work with, they have no idea this stuff is happening in our world because the mainstream media doesn't talk about it. Um, so if you don't go the extra step and plug in and try to find out what's truly going on, they just literally have no clue. You know, they just repeat what Fox News tells them or CNN, and they really have have no idea um, what's going on. But anyways, this is my 20th episode. I'm so grateful uh, for my listeners. Thank you for listening to me and supporting me. I really appreciate it. And if you would, I always forget to ask this, please leave me a review, like, share, whatever you do. Um, I really appreciate it. And honestly, I'm kind of shocked how many people listen to my podcast. (laughs) I'm quite shocked. Um, And also something else really cool happened to me today. I was listening to uh, one of my favorite podcasts, The All-American Savage Show by John Burke. Um, That's where I get my CBD and THC products I talk about all the time on the show here. Um, He had Adam B. Coleman on his podcast on Friday. And I just finished listening to it this morning. And I went and followed um, Adam Coleman. And he followed me back and he also offered to be a guest on my podcast. So if you don't know who Adam is, he's the founder of Wrong Speak Pub. Um, He writes for Human Events in the New York Post and the Epic Times and the Daily Mail and Newsweek. And just, wow, um, that's amazing. I I was immediately got super nervous because I've literally never had a guest on this show. I've never interviewed anyone. I'm just a healthcare worker um, who decided to start a podcast. Um, But wow, I'm like, I'm kind of in shock. That is so cool. So thank you to Adam for offering. I need to figure out how to even bring a guest on here. I have no idea what I'm doing, but um, so cool. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. Um, Thought that was really awesome. So today, I'm going to talk about uh, school-based health clinics and what you need to know and why you should homeschool. (laughs) Um, We have more action with the illegals here in New York City. Um, I was just talking to a couple friends and coworkers that we don't really... um, So I work in a pretty big city, a a bluish city here in New York. I live out in the middle of nowhere in the country where I'm surrounded by rednecks. It's exactly how I want it. It's where I grew up. Um, But I work in a big city and we honestly haven't seen many illegals where we are. It's also freezing up here. So I'm sure they're not um, making a beeline for, you know, snow covered central New York. Um, 
but we haven't seen too many where I am, uh, thankfully. But um, I'm also going to talk more about, I don't really want to talk about this, but there's a couple points I need to bring up about the Taylor Swift and the MAGA nonsense. I'm going to do a quick rundown of key points on uh, Bobby Kennedy Jr. and Trump on certain things like climate change, Second Amendment, stuff like that. And then I'm going to go over the findings on Florida's grand jury investigation into all things COVID. So that's kind of the rundown today. I'm going to try to like get through this pretty quick because I've got plans with the hubs today. Um, so let's dive right in. Um, first, a new peer-reviewed study finds COVID-19 vaccination is strongly associated with a serious adverse safety signal of myocarditis, particularly in children and young adults, resulting in hospitalization and death. Um, that should not be a shock to anyone. I've been beating this drum since the rollout based on things that I've seen at my job. Um, although, unfortunately, doctors and a lot of other people just will not admit that the vaccine causes this stuff. It's always COVID, um, long COVID. It's always COVID. It's never the vaccine, um, which is extremely frustrating doing what I do. I look at people's hearts for a living and just to have the vaccination piece of this completely ignored is extremely frustrating. So it says the strong signal of a five times higher risk of myocarditis in 15 year olds following dose two is indicative of a dose-response relationship. If the effects of each dose were the same, then we would expect to see the same number of reports filed following each dose. This indicates that the effects of dosing a second time may be more damaging and cumulative with each additional dose. In such cases, it is possible that myocarditis was subclinical after one dose and became symptomatic after dose two. The clinical implications of acute myocarditis in younger individuals as a result of uncontrolled production of the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein within cardiac myocytes, um, that's heart muscle cells, and cardiac support cells are unknown. If myocarditis has developed after the first injection, then subsequent administration should be avoided at all costs. Uh, sustained elevations of cardiac troponin, which is a cardiac enzyme that we check when people come in with chest pain. Um, so sustained elevations of cardiac troponin, reduction in left and right ventricular function, large areas of inflammation or scar on imaging and cardiac arrhythmias all pretend a poor prognosis for the development of heart failure and cardiac death. Um, the amount of cardiomyopathies and um, low ejection fractions that I've seen in young people after the rollout of this vaccine is staggering. But again, most doctors don't want to even consider that this is from the vaccine. But like, how many more studies do we need? There's been study after study after study proving that this vaccine causes myocarditis, pericarditis, arrhythmias, sudden death, and it's still being ignored by the healthcare industry, you know, for obvious reasons. Um, it's just very, very discouraging. But um, just a side note, Donald Trump gave additional immunity to vaccine manufacturers under warp speed. So if you believe in this issue, the medical freedom issue, the vaccine issue, then there's no way that you can support Trump. There's, there's no way. Stop making excuses for him because he didn't mandate it. 
he ushered this in. It's his fault. And that's why I will never vote for him again, because this is a huge issue for me. It's not, I'm not a single issue voter, but this is a big one for me, especially because I work in healthcare and see the damage that this has done. So that's just a hard no for me. Um, All right, moving on. Six pro-life activists were found guilty for conspiracy against rights and violating the freedom of access to clinical entrances, which is called the FACE Act, in relation to a peaceful protest outside of a Tennessee abortion facility in 2021. So I've got an article here. It's kind of long. Um, I don't know if I'm going to read the whole thing to you, but President Joe Biden's pro-abortion administration announced in October 2022 It had charged 11 activists involved in the March 5th, 2021, quote unquote, blockade of the Carafem Health Center Clinic in Mount Juliet. Attorneys for the activists said that they were conducting a rescue and had gathered on the second floor of the office building where the clinic is located to pray, sing hymns, and urge women not to go through with abortions. The peaceful protest was also live streamed on Facebook, according to the Catholic News Agency. Six of the activists have now been found guilty of a misdemeanor FACE Act charge, as well as a felony conspiracy against rights charge, which carries with it the possibility of up to 11 years in prison and fines up to $250,000. So it goes through who these people are, uh, Chester Gallagher, Heather uh, Donai, Calvin Zastro, Coleman Boyd, uh, Dennis Green, Paul Vaughn, um, and there's four other activists who have not gone to trial yet um, that were charged only with the FACE Act violation and face up to one year in prison and fines up to $10,000. They include Eva Edel, um, Eva Zastro, James Zastro, and Paul Place. Um, another activist, 24-year-old Carolyn Davis of Michigan, already took a plea deal in 2023 and agreed to testify for the government. Well, she doesn't. she's not someone you want on your team. Uh, get her out of the foxhole. <laughs> Six activists were expected to be sentenced in July, the Daily Wire reported. The guilty verdict was delivered on the sixth day of the trial at the Fred D. Thompson Courthouse in Nashville, according to attorneys for Paul Vaughn. The case was overseen by Judge Alita Trauger and appointee of former President Bill Clinton. The Thomas More Society attorneys for Vaughn, a Christian father of 11 children, said in a press release that he will appeal his guilty verdict to the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Sixth Circuit. He said, We are, of course, disappointed with the outcome, stated Steve Crampton of the Thomas More Society. This was a peaceful demonstration by entirely peaceful citizens filled with prayer, hymn singing, and worship oriented towards persuading expecting mothers not to abort their babies. Unfortunately, the Biden Department of Justice decided to characterize Paul Vaughn's peaceful actions as a felony conspiracy against rights to intimidate and punish Paul and other pro-life people and people of faith. Um. I'm not going to continue reading this, but apparently only one side in this country is allowed to protest. You know, we had the BLM riots all summer long. They killed people. They burned down businesses. And I think it was just in Seattle that they're being awarded like million dollar settlements. But Christian pro-life activists who are singing and reading the Bible are now facing 11 years in prison. Like, this is just this is just evil stuff. This is, you know, the end of the end of America type stuff here. This is just crazy. Um, 
It's crazy. I don't even I don't even have words. Um, but wait, it gets crazier. The more we're going to go through the news today, it just gets crazier. So um, have you guys heard of school based health clinics? Well, if you haven't, I'm going to tell you. So um, this is already a thing in schools all across America. Um, I have not heard of it in my community, but my brother-in-law is the president of the school board, and I know he would never let this happen, so I don't, didn't know anything about this. Um, but I'm going to read you the details um, from Rebuild New Hampshire, and this is just it's not just in New Hampshire. This just happens to be a great overview of what the school-based health clinics are. So first, school-based health, health clinics are not like the clinics you remember from childhood. These are full primary care units being built next to classrooms, and they are permanent, not temporary. They are the first step in a larger federal agenda being pushed by the CDC called the Whole School whole community, whole child. That's as scary as it sounds. According to the website, these are the components of the program. Physical education and physical activity, nutrition, environment, and services, health education, social and emotional climate, physical environment, health services, counseling, psychological, and social services, employee wellness, community involvement, and family engagement. So this is a socialist program. There really isn't another way to frame it. Um, More government dependency from cradle to grave, it needs to be opposed completely. Once social programs take hold, they don't go away, even if they're working well. Currently, these clinics are being funded by the federal grants. When the grants run out, the cost will be put um, on the school budgets and your property taxes and school taxes will go up. So we're going to be paying for this, guys, even if you don't have children. Um. The bill here in uh, New Hampshire is SB 343. It requires these clinics have uh, parental consent. New Hampshire has parental consent laws already, but this bill goes a step further than current law by requiring parents to be present. If the bill had only contained this idea, Rebuild New Hampshire would be supporting the bill, but it also adds the entire legal framework of school-based clinics into law. The bill rubber stamps this bad idea. So these clinics already exist. Supporters of the bill are claiming there is no way to stop them. Um, But of course there is. You know, we need to stand up and do something instead of just tweeting on Twitter or like making Facebook posts. You actually have to get out and do something. Um, State lawmakers could prohibit them if we do something. They could prohibit the most dangerous aspects of them making them unprofitable. There is a lot that could be done that is not being done because the reality is that sponsors think these clinics are a fundamentally good idea. In other states where these clinics exist, parental consent laws are being broken. Last year in New Hampshire, two kids were vaccinated without parental consent, and that was from a temporary vaccine clinic, not a full permanent primary care unit. Schools are for education, not healthcare. As we have added Um, To the mission of schools, we have seen how it has diluted the education. As a result, we have worse and worse outcomes. Um, So that's just crazy, 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 crazy. Uh, I'm going to read you. We have something going on here in New York as well. Um, Let me just pull this up. 
So New York Assembly Bill 86761 is a New York Democrats support drugs and surgeries behind the backs of parents. It's Assembly Bill 86761 completely eliminates parents' rights to know what is being done to our children. Children of any age could be given drugs, including psychiatric drugs, vaccines, dental procedures, hospitalization, and surgery without parental knowledge or consent and allows Medicaid funds to pay for anything that is done to the child. This is simply the worst children's health bill ever. Um, That is terrifying. That is absolutely terrifying that you could send your child to school. They can vaccinate them. Some of these clinics are literally going to have surgical suites in them and perform surgeries. So does the gender stuff come to mind? Big red flag here, guys. Um, (laughs) Big red flag. Um, Homeschool. Get your kids out of these public schools. My word. Um, I was reading about a case where one of these healthcare-based clinics was in the school, and this young girl was given Zoloft for two years before her parents found out. Two years. These people just decided to give this child psychiatric drugs without parental consent. Um, There's another case right now that's making the news. It's this girl in Montana was taken away from her parents when they refused to go along with her gender transitioning into a boy. So this is happening in red states too. The last I heard, I think that girl, she's been taken away from her parents um, because they refused to transition her and she was being counseled by these um, health counselors, guidance counselors in school and they decided to this girl needs to transition for her mental health. And they've taken this child away from her parents. And I think they're sending her to Canada um, for gender transition, hormones, surgery, just crazy. And then I was just reading about another instance here in New York where a husband and wife got divorced. The wife wants to transition their little boy into a girl and the father is trying to fight it. But he keeps losing in court, and they're transitioning this young kid. Um, the mother started doing this at three years old. Um, these people belong in a mental institution. Like, I'm sorry. You're trying to transition your young child starting at three years old. You deserve to go to the loony bin. Uh, I'm just zero tolerance for this shit. Um, but it's happening everywhere. It's happening in red states, too. This is not just New York and California. This stuff is happening everywhere. Um, So these school health clinics were set up in 2020, started under a Republican presidency, passed by a Republican House of uh, Representatives, rubber stamped by the Senate, and signed by Donald Trump. So you guys think Donald Trump is this beacon of going to save, save our country. He's the beacon of conservatism. Nonsense. He has signed his name on crap like this and everyone out there is just applauding him and thinking he's he's some savior of the Republican Party. Like, get out of here. The Republican Party and the Democrat Party are two sides of the same coin. They both suck. We need to do better. Um, side note, CPS cannot come into your home. Um, if they show up at your door, tell them to go away and to come back with a warrant and then call your lawyer. You do not need to let them in your house. Um, so more news from New York, uh, the the dumb ass uh, 
mayor of New York City, Mayor Adams, he's pushing to allow illegal migrants to vote. Um, and then I'm going to play you a video by attorney Bobby Ann Cox. She's the attorney that's fighting the quarantine camp bill here in New York. Um, New York is a dumpster fire. You know, I wish I could move out of here, but my husband says not till we, he retires. We're pretty safe here in my little rural farm town, but good gracious. Um, this illegal problem is is bad. The border problem is really, really bad. So Mayor Adams wants migrants to vote. Uh, gee, I wonder why. Um, and then there's also, before I play you this video, I just saw that he's trying to, oh, where did I put it? Um, New York City launches a $53 million program to hand out prepaid credit cards to migrant families. Excuse my French, but fuck all the way off. Just, I'm just, I don't have words. I don't have words. I'm going to play you this video instead. This is Bobby Hancox. Mary, start it. Hold on. We really do need people to get involved and understand what's going on at a federal level, at a state level. Otherwise, we're going to have a really big problem when our resources are no longer there when our voices are no longer being heard. Um, New York City, this isn't the state of New York, but New York City passed an ordinance a couple of years ago allowing non-citizens to vote in the New York City elections. That was yeah. challenged in law, in court of law. That was struck down. But do you know that Mayor Adams in New York City is appealing that decision? You know, mm. what, why, why would you be doing that? You know, well, you know, put, put two and two together. He, he's declared, you know, it's a sanctuary city. They're bringing in hundreds of thousands of unvetted illegal um, migrants across the southern border, shipping them into New York City, and he's fighting to get them the right to vote. You know, it's, it's unbelievable. Uh, people really do. I get frustrated because I feel like not a lot of Americans know what's going on. And that's a huge mm -hmm. problem. It's a huge problem. If you don't know what's happening around you and if you don't know what your rights are, then you can't stick up for yourself. Um, so, you know, that's why I really appreciate coming on um, your show, talking about these topics, trying to get to understand what's going on and to understand what their rights are. We have a lot of, um, we, have, we have a lack of teaching of the Constitution. There, there are no more civics classes taught in our schools. Um, they, they've stopped teaching cursive in our schools. You know, they're doing these things on purpose because they don't want people to understand what they're like. They don't want you to read the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, which are written in cursive. You know, they don't want you to know what your rights are because they don't want you to enforce your rights. It's very dangerous. It, it's very dangerous and only the people can turn this around by getting educated, um, staying involved, and being engaged. Really, it's I, I can't stress enough how important that is. Otherwise, we are going to uh, we're going to lose this country. It's not going to be the country that you and I grew up in. That that is for sure. We really do need. So she's, of course, a hundred percent right. Um, we have a we have a people problem. Um, in this state, in this country as a whole. People are lazy. They don't want to get involved. They don't care. Um, 
I don't honestly know how to fix that. I, I think the only way to get people to wake up is it has to get really, really, really bad. Like, really bad before people will understand what the government is doing and trying to do to us. Um, unfortunately, we're going to have to suffer, I think, before we can we can wake people up because um, people just don't care. They just don't care. Um, it's very frustrating. So uh, four illegals beat up, um, assaulted two NYPD officers, and then they were let go with no bail. And on their way out, they flipped off the media. Um, and New York City Republicans have called for their immediate deportation. Um, they need to be jailed. Um, we deport these people back over the border. They're just going to come right back. I mean, I don't, I don't have all the answers, but this is a disaster. Um, and our stupid governor, Kathy Hochul, she said she, it's worth looking into. Um, we're being overrun by illegals. And I mean, I don't have faith that Kathy Hochul will do anything. She loves this. This is, um, this is exactly what they want. Um, but just how frustrating. So this uh, clip came out of them explaining that these illegals come to New York, commit these crimes, um, steal money, whatever, and then they go to Florida and spend their money, but they don't commit any crimes in Florida because Ron DeSantis's Florida will jail them and get them, you know, punish them. Um, so they commit all their crimes in these sanctuary cities, but then go boost the economy in the beacon of freedom of Florida. So let me play this video for you. This is just, it's just crazy. Um, President Biden on down. Do you hear him talk about that? It is also directly related to the fact that these were police officers. Does that have any impact? Does that change anything? Well, it's so complicated because, you know, you're a New Yorker, you move through the city every day as I do. We see these people, we touch these people, they're out looking for work, they're delivering our food they're at the gas stations and the car wash. Uh, I mean, these are people who came in waves, you know, 170,000 probably to New York City. Um, but within that group, this hardworking, you know, tons of people in search of hope and a better life, there is this one percenter, you know, criminal element that looks at a different opportunity here. These individuals, I went over their lap sheets yesterday multiple charges, grand larceny, robbery, attempted robbery, grand larceny, grand larceny. Uh, this particular crew operated on mopeds and scooters. They were doing organized retail theft. They were doing snatches on the street, iPhones, iPads, clothing, so on and so forth. Um, one of them that they are still seeking has 10 charges on one day because he's part of a pattern that's been going on. And looking at the dates that their arrest started, which is probably close to when I got here, they've only been here a couple of months. So what the detectives are telling me is they have crews here that operate in New York, do all their stealing, then go to Florida to spend the money and then come back and like, why don't they just stay and steal in Florida? And they said, because there you go to jail. Oh. <laughs> speechless. The, the people interviewing there were speechless um, because Ron DeSantis actually keeps his people safe and puts these illegals in jail. Unlike these blue sanctuary cities where they get arrested, they go in for processing and then they're let out within a couple hours. And then they know they can just continue to do this because there's no repercussions for their 
for their actions. Um, get out, of, get out of the cities. I don't even know what to tell you guys. Um, New York City, Philly, all these places. I don't know how y'all live there. I there's no way. There's absolutely no way. Um, so this is a good time to talk about my friend Lance's business, LZ Tactical Firearm Concepts. Uh, I highly suggest that you, if you're here in New York, you get your pistol permit and you conceal carry because it's not safe. It it is not safe out there. Um, he's doing his 18-hour pistol permit class this weekend. I don't think there's any openings, but he does them every few months. Um, and he's got great classes to teach you how to conceal carry safely, how to fix malfunctions, what to do in scenarios. Um, like say you're sitting in a restaurant and an active shooter comes in. He has all these types of classes to make you feel confident and comfortable with your firearm. I've taken his classes. He's an amazing instructor. It is LZ Tactical Firearm Concepts, and he trains right here um, just down the road at the Vernon National Shooting Preserve. So arm yourself. You're going to need it. You're going to need it, guys. Um, all right. So moving on. Uh, I don't really want to talk about this stuff, but just I need to highlight how bizarre in oh, I was going to say a different word, how bizarre and crazy MAGA is. Um, so their their obsession with Taylor Swift, it's just so weird. Um, the Trump influencers have pledged a quote-unquote holy war against Taylor Swift. And this guy, Benny Johnson, who is a complete tool, um, he's a podcaster, Trump ass kisser. He went on CNN to talk about how Taylor Swift is a government psyop implemented by the Pentagon. Whew. Sounds very uh, QAnon-ish, doesn't it? Um, but here's what he has to say. He says, by now, everyone knows Taylor Swift is a government psyop, and this is exactly why corporate media is having a meltdown. Um, the only people I see having a meltdown are the MAGA people. But anyways, uh, he says, four years ago, the Pentagon Psychological Operations Unit pitched NATO about turning Taylor Swift into a social influence asset. In 2019, George Soros bought her entire music catalog. In 2020, she came out as a raging liberal Joe Biden supporter after previously being politically neutral. In 2023, her era's tour ranked in higher revenue than the GDP of 50 countries. And also in 2023, she helped register over 35,000 new voters with a single Instagram post. Um, just a side note there, everyone thinks, well, all MAGA thinks the 2020 election was stolen, but then they come out with a fact like that, that she registered 35,000 new voters with one Instagram post. Um, people came out in droves to vote against Donald Trump and just want to put that out there. Not that they liked Joe Biden. They just hate Donald Trump that much. And this election season is going to be no different. Um She's now dating a Pfizer and Bud Light agent in the NFL in uh, the most watched live sport in America. And I also don't care for Travis Kelsey. He's a great player, but I don't like that he's promoting Pfizer. He's doing it for the money, obviously. Um, but anyways, um, even the New York Times wrote a story on how Biden is courting her for an endorsement and how he wants to uh, appear with her on stage. She already endorsed him last time. So um, he says, you don't have to be a conspiracy theorist to put it all together. You just have to be paying attention. Um, I think this is just another 
MAGA hustle um, to stay relevant. Trump's insecure brand of narcissism requires constant attention and seeks to insert himself into every situation. I guess apparently Trump said he's more popular than Taylor Swift. <laughs> like, dude, uh, reality check. She's ridiculously popular and famous. And it's like the Swifties outnumber the MAGAs by millions. Um, Just saying. But, you know, I don't, I don't know if the NFL scripted. I don't know if Kelsey, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift's relationship is fake or not. I don't really care. I don't care. Um, but that <laughs> someone made a really good point about this. Like Travis Kelsey's obviously a masculine man. Taylor is a feminine woman, and there seem to be in a happy relationship. You know, shouldn't we be? happy that they're portraying a normal, healthy, masculine, feminine relationship. Um, you know, Taylor Swift's not transitioning. And I mean, I don't agree with the Pfizer stuff, but, you know, we want to promote the nuclear family. What if this is, this is, this could be a good thing. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. Um, but the NFL and the TV networks have a financial interest in promoting Taylor Swift because she is a massive influence and her fans belong to the demographics the NFL does not currently have. So they're just trying to expand their audience. And Taylor Swift is an easy avenue to get more women to watch NFL. I mean, I love football. I've, I've always loved football, So, but I'm not a Swiftie fan. Um, then the, the TV networks love Taylor Swift because she's a well-known DNC advocate and a Trump hater. You know, this is nothing new. If she was a Trump supporter, her screen time and media coverage would not be highlighted. Um, does the NFL have referees that fix the games? Probably. You know, we have proof referees have fixed games for the mafia, for money, etc. But, you know, Patrick Mahomes hitting a step back fade away on the fourth down in a tight window as part of a script, you're you're a moron. Like I just Big Pharma and the NFL and TV networks and the DNC want the Chiefs to advance, obviously, because there's more screen time for their brand ambassadors. But game rigging is a serious stretch, guys. Um, I know anyone who watches games knows this. Um and I I'm kind of a conspiracy theorist, a pretty good one. And I'm even like, I don't know, this, this stupid shit just makes MAGA look bad. Um, so they should just stop. They should just stop. Um, it's just really dumb. So keeping with the Trump stuff, I'm going to go through quickly here. Uh, I do like a Trump versus Kennedy compare and contrast on the Second Amendment, COVID tyranny, abortion, immigration in sanctuary cities foreign wars, and the climate. So on the Second Amendment and gun rights, Bobby Kennedy, he said in a recent town hall that the Second Amendment must be respected, does not support further restrictions on gun purchases, does not support background checks for every gun purchase, does not support outlawing assault weapons quote-unquote, assault weapons. Overall, very pro-2A, perhaps more than Trump, based on Trump's actual history as president. Donald Trump on the Second Amendment. He says he says he is pro-2A and did rescind many of Obama's anti-2A policies. He supports concealed carry in schools by teachers. However, 
He also instituted a bump stock ban while president, advocated for taking the guns first and then going through due process later, um, and unsuccessfully supported red flag law, red flag laws in 2019. So these are big black spots on his Second Amendment record. All right, on to COVID tyranny. Bobby Kennedy spoke out vehemently against lockdowns, mask mandates, vax mandates, and school closures, repeatedly slammed Trump for his COVID approach and slammed Fauci's actions, was one of the few prominent voices speaking out against the vaccine and the biomedical security state tyranny being unleashed against the American people. He received massive backlash on nearly all fronts as a result, guaranteed to ensure accountability um, if he becomes president on COVID. So Donald Trump, he appointed Fauci to head up the U.S. response and refused to fire him. Locked us down, shut down the world's largest economy, pushed the toxic uh, vaccine on all of us, called himself the quote-unquote father of the vaccine, gave Fauci a presidential commendation award on his last day in office, and says there is nothing he would do differently, says it was perfect response to COVID, and that he doesn't get enough credit for it, and guaranteed to never ensure accountability on COVID. All right. On abortion, be, these are basically the same. Um, Kennedy is pro-choice up to 12 weeks, um, and he has said this multiple times in multiple different occasions. Trump, also pro-choice up to 12 weeks, calls state-level heartbeat bills a terrible thing. He went after DeSantis on that. He has shifted his views multiple times on this topic. When he was a registered Democrat in New York, he was pro-choice. He said he was very pro-choice on Meet the Press in 1999. And then when he decided to run for president on the Republican ticket, he suddenly decided to become pro-life. Um, however, recently he has made his pro-choice position very clear up until about 12 weeks. Um, Immigration and sanctuary cities, also very similar. Bobby Kennedy, ban and federally defund sanctuary cities and close the border, make the border impenetrable. Um, manage legal immigration properly to benefit America. No clear comma on whether he'd deport migrants who have come over the border illegally. Donald Trump, ban and fed federally defund sanctuary cities, close the border, deport illegals, and build the wall. The mass deportation of illegals and building the wall were first, uh, both first-term promises he made that were not kept. Whether he would actually do these things if reelected is uncertain. All right. Foreign wars, also nearly the same. Kennedy, wind down involvement in foreign conflicts, avoid getting into new ones, focus on domestic challenges, and grow prosperity at home. Kennedy even goes as far as saying he'd close more than 800 U.S. bases around the globe. Trump is similar, wind down involvement in foreign conflicts. There's going to be a caveat here in a second. Avoid getting new ones, focus on domestic challenges, and grow prosperity at home. Just in the last uh, 48 hours, Donald Trump has come out and said that he would continue to fund the Ukraine war. So we don't need that. All right. Climate change or whatever. Um, these are actually quite similar and... <laughs> that's a big red flag for Trump. Um, so Bobby Kennedy believes that climate change is driven by human activity, does not believe climate change is responsible for extreme weather events, believes it should be addressed through market forces rather than government control, does not believe reduction of emissions should be the mechanism to address it. Um, I know people say that Bobby Kennedy is some climate activist or whatever. Um, you need to really dig deep, and maybe I'll do that on my podcast too, that Kennedy is not as 
bad and as extreme as he's made out to be on the climate stuff. Um, We'll go further into that in a different podcast. But um, So on climate with Trump, he says he believes that climate change is partially driven by human activity. He says it's one of the factors. Does not believe climate change is responsible for extreme weather events. Believes it should be addressed through market forces rather than government control. And does not believe the reduction of emissions should be the mechanism to address. Says climate change might be a hoax after all. So it seems that Trump and Kennedy are very similar on the above policies, with Kennedy being substantially better on the issues of COVID and government tyranny. Um, So this is only kind of what I've found so far. Um, I supported DeSantis. um, So I'm kind of currently a free agent. I'm probably still going to try to write in DeSantis. But Bobby Kennedy is definitely in the running for my vote. There's really no great candidates anymore now that DeSantis has suspended his campaign. Um, So I really, you know, I really don't, I don't know. We'll have to see kind of where this goes. I hope that they, Trump and Kennedy, will have a debate. I I highly doubt it. I don't think Trump will debate anyone. Um, I'll never vote for Trump. And Bobby Kennedy's he's a possibility, but I'm kind of just holding out for Trump to go to jail so DeSantis can re-enter the race, if I'm being completely honest with you. I know that that is just like my prayer, a shot in the dark, but um, stranger things have happened. Um, so just this past week, DeSantis has sent over 1,000 National Guard troops to Texas to assist at the border. He um, backs a bill to crack down on lab-grown meat, which, you know, that's disgusting. This lab-grown meat stuff is disgusting. Um, He has officially banned DEI in public higher education. DeSantis won a lawsuit that Disney filed against him. DeSantis handed out the 400th law enforcement bonus. Um, DeSantis administration bans gender identity from driver's licenses. So your biological... um, sex has to be on your driver's license. None of this gender identity nonsense. Um, He's back to bill to send Florida State Guard to Texas in his effort to secure the border. Already said that. And he has backed article an Article 5 Convention of States for term limits, which we need. There needs to be term limits and there needs to be line item veto and all this stuff that DeSantis has brought up, brought up that, you know, MAGA just doesn't care about his boots. You know, he wears lifts in his shoes. We can't have him as president. Um, They just started attacking DeSantis's family because they just adopted a dog. And crazy ass Laura Loomer is out there like just raging because they adopted a dog from like a shelter. Like just these people are insane. I can't wait till they go away. I, I hope they go away. I hope Trump goes away and all the Trump nonsense goes away. You know, we could have had a leader like DeSantis um, who gets results and doesn't have the circus. But, you know, we decided to go with a friggin' 80 year old who has 91 indictments, who is a, just, it's disgusting. Um, and also we just found out that the RNC is broke. Um, The RNC is broke nine months before the election. They're hemorrhaging donors, while Biden's main super PAC is shattering spending and fundraising records with a $250 million ad buy that is buying up critical ad slots ahead of the election so they can't be purchased by the GOP later. Meanwhile, Trump's main super PAC raised just $43 million in the second half of the year, and he was forced to spend $50 million of his campaign funds on legal fees. 
Two swing state Republican parties are bankrupt as well. The bottom line here is that there will be no national get out the vote campaign and no get out the vote campaign in at least two swing states by the state party. GOP voters have no idea how screwed they are. Um, So there's that. So there's that. Sorry, guys. Trump screwed the independents, the white suburban soccer moms and the DeSantis, the strong DeSantis supporters who believe in the Constitution are not going to vote for him. And there's a pretty good chance that he's going to be in jail. So good job. Good job, MAGA. Um, All right. And I'm going to end with this. um, Some good news. I guess you can take it as good news. Um, The Florida statewide grand jury petitioned by Governor DeSantis on COVID-19 vaccines and lockdowns has released its first findings. So here we go. Federal officials and agencies refuse to testify and can't be compelled. Further, report acknowledges inflated numbers due to cash incentives benefiting hospitals. Talked about that a little bit last week. Um, The grand jury acknowledged inflated death numbers arising from passing with rather than from COVID. And if you have two brain cells to rub together, you know that, that these people that died of motorcycle accidents somehow tested positive for COVID, got um, labeled as a COVID death. Like, (laughs) oh, I hate how stupid everything is. All right. Additionally, acknowledges a cash death benefit granting hospitals and families who agreed to COVID death as a financial incentive. Um, What was the actual infection fatality rate? The grand jury through testimony got to as accurate number as they could. Um, So there's a graph here that you can't see, sorry, Um, but these numbers make it clear that depending heavily on age, a person's infection fatality rate could be dramatically under or dramatically over the median of 0.27%. Through the lens of these numbers, COVID-19 is statistically almost harmless to children and most adults with the catastrophic IFRs and populations over the age of 65. Um, Comorbidities. Not the biggest predictor of fatality. Age dwarfs them. They criticize the CDC for attempting simplicity over accuracy. Attempts by the proponents of lockdowns, school closures, etc. to memory hole COVID decisions stating they didn't have scientific data are futile. Data was available. It was ignored and attacked. Um, it wasn't just an information problem. It was a judgment problem. Lockdowns were acknowledged not to have a net benefit and be implausible in stopping the spread, but media coming out of China changed the minds of the people saying they didn't work. Um, In short, they were useless in stopping the spread and in small targeted areas may have postponed spread or flattened the curve. The result would have been the same. Infection, just however long it took, you know, it depended on the lockdowns, but it was bound to happen no matter what. Um, They deconstruct the studies the CDC used to inflate and manufacture the efficiency of masks. Um, There should have been an RCT on the efficiency of masks, but the CDC said no one thought to run one. So the grand jury cites a meta-analysis by Cochrane, and the Cochrane study, if you have not read that, proves that masks do not work. Officials and our taxpayer-funded agencies knew masks had little to no efficiency, at stopping or slowing the spread of COVID. They just wanted to control you. Um, again, if you have two brain cells to rub together, you know that masks don't work. Yeah, I'm still seeing people alone in their cars with masks on. 
It's this is a brain sickness, guys. Um, they even address the quote unquote spittle. Um, so like the spit that comes out of your mouth defense that but the Fauci's of the world made without stopping you from spitting and spreading the virus. The mask did absolutely nothing to stop the spittle. Um, so another reason for inefficiency, uh, COVID is spread via aerosol. It is an airborne virus, not um, through spit. So your masks, your little cloth masks did absolutely nothing, but continue to like harbor the bacteria you breathe out and like you recycle that over and over again and then lower your immune system and make you sicker. I just, just disgusting. Um, I lost my spot here. Hold please. Um, okay. They knew it's they, so they knew it was spread via airborne, um, but never discussed that they knew it in 2020. The grand jury states the inefficiency of masks, even N95s, and questions whether we'd had uh, we'd have the plexiglass shields that separate us everywhere still if the truth was known. The fact that this was hidden actually harmed and risk um, harmed high risk people into feeling they were safe when they weren't because wearing a mask does nothing to protect you. But it gave these people a false sense of security going to the grocery store and picking out their produce to cover their stupid breathing holes with a cloth mask or a surgical mask or an N95. I still see people wearing N95s at the grocery store, like breathe some fresh air for Pete's sakes. Um, so since they knew it was aerosolized. They also knew that social distancing was useless and people should have been focused on ventilation, if anything. So no, there was no good logical reason to stand six feet away from each other or sit in chairs in circles or not to be allowed to go to the park, a funeral, or a church. This is what kills me, is people wanted to stand six feet away from each other when you realize the person ahead of you at the grocery store breathes out through the mask and then you come along six feet behind them and walk into where they were, you're going to breathe in their air particles. It's airborne. It lingers in the air. Um, just so much stupid. So it was the safest on planes and in hospitals due to HEPA filters. Um, UV light worked, they found. Um, so conclusion, so far, no one followed the actual correct science. Um, even though we were told to follow the science, it was all a bunch of junk science. Um, so more is going to come out about this and I'm going to keep an eye on it and report as much as I can. Um, but basically all of us that were beating the drum about how dumb all this stuff was, and we shouldn't have locked down the country. We shouldn't have stopped the economy. Masks don't work. Vaccines are killing people. We were right about everything. And, you know, apparently, we're only going to get the truth coming from Florida. So DeSantis is leading the way. Once again, he's the only one doing anything about what was done to us, you know, besides Bobby Kennedy. And I guess we're going to have to get our reckoning on COVID through Florida um, because a bunch of morons thought Trump would be better as president. Um, you know, just a thought that popped into my head. Um, the average life expectancy was 78 79 and now it's 76 um biden and trump are both at the age where any day they could have a stroke a heart attack neither of them are healthy you know joe biden clearly has dementia and if you're denying that at this point you're a complete moron Trump is not healthy either. He's been overweight. It's been said that he has congestive heart failure and high blood pressure. You know, he likes his McDonald's and all that crap. 
either one of these two idiots that we have at the head of both of these parties running for president could literally die any day. Um, not saying I want them to die. I'm not saying that. But they're both, you know, Biden is 80, Trump is 78. You guys, these people are at the end of their lives. Like they could go down any moment. Um, we're going to leave that up to God. <laughs> we're going to leave that up to God. But anything could happen at this point. So don't think DeSantis is completely out of this race because God forbid something happens to Trump. Who's going to step in? Nikki Haley? Like, please, God, no. Vivek Ramaswamy? No. Big Pharma bro? No. Um, DeSantis could walk right back into the race here. So, you know, we're going to let God figure all that stuff out. But it, anything could happen, guys. There's there's like 200 and I think 60 or 80 something days until the election. And also Trump's facing all these indictments. You know, anything could happen. It's election season. Disease X is coming. Um, I'm sure there'll be more riots or something or race wars. And we're going to war with Iran or Iraq or whichever one. I don't even know. Jordan, every just this is a mess. Our country is a mess. And I guess it's just going to have to circle the drain until enough people wake up and realize that we need some changes here. We need some changes. So anyways, that's all I have for you guys today. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to Shellshock CBD. Um, I, my uh, doggy CBD treats come today. They're helping my old man Dillinger, who's 12, so much with his achy joints. Um and I just ordered a vape from them, Pineapple Express. Um, love Pineapple Express. That's one of the strains that we like to grow. Um, but sometimes I just, I want to vape because, you know, the bowl and the weed and stuff is just messy. And I still, even though it's legalized here in New York, I still don't feel comfortable like doing it out in public. Um, and then the CBD gummies for the animals, wonderful stuff. The Rackout gummies for sleep. I take one every night. I sleep like a baby. Um, so go support John Burke and Josh. It's a Texas-based company. They're veterans. Um, great company. They have um, soaps and bath salts and CBD and THC and these energy sticks that are amazing, especially if you want to use a clean pre-workout. Good stuff. So go support them. Use Jay Norman as a promo code to get yourself 10% off. Um, then they also know that I sent you. Um, and then I think that's it. I think that's it, guys. Um, hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. Get out and enjoy yourselves. Turn off Twitter, the news. I hope you don't listen to the news. Um, get some sunshine. Back away from politics. You know, it's going to be here when you come back on Monday. But I just hope you guys have a great weekend. I'm going to have a great weekend. Me and my husband have plans for today, church tomorrow, and then I plan on relaxing tomorrow because then it's back into a full swing, um, full uh, work week. We've also had more people out sick again. It's just like never ending. You know, maybe these people shouldn't have got their third and fourth booster. Maybe they wouldn't be sick all the time, but that's that's besides the point. Um, anyways, I'm the only one that hasn't called in at work and the only one that hasn't gotten sick. So figure that one out. But anyways, have a great weekend, guys. Thank you for listening. If you could give me um, a review or share or like, whatever you do, much appreciated. Have a great weekend and I'll see you next time on the next generation.